morning. Good morning. Good morning from the slate, Jim Hollywood. Oh, looking nice and uh, bright and clean in there, too. Where are you podcasting from? I am in Minneapolis, so a couple hours ahead of you. What's the weather like there? Because I've got friends in Minneapolis that always say it's so cold. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets pretty harsh when it is cold, and um, we get all four seasons. And uh, right now, it's it's pretty good. It's in the 70s right now, so. Yeah. Oh, you're loud. Yeah, we, 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 we've gotten... Um, Unfortunately, we've gotten some benefits from climate change, you know. Yeah. But, um, but you guys have got a high level of COVID over there. It's uh, there's there's pockets, there's pockets, yeah. and they, you know, they reopened the state here. Like, what are you doing, you know? Oh, they did. Because yeah. I was I was checking everything out. They the day the day before they reopened our state just this past Monday, the the day before they had seven hundred new cases. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. There's so. pros and cons on every side. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as long as we're not like folding to the wrong pressure. Um, yeah. it'd be nice if we didn't fold to the wrong pressure. And um, so yeah, we're good. You, you're doing all right over there. Yeah, I'm good. It's lovely to see you. I'm so glad um, we finally managed to get to do this. Yeah, thank you. It's good to see you. And if you just want to, in your own way, just quick tell everyone, um, because this is gonna get saved in IG IGTV live and. It'll be on the podcast feed in, in all 50 countries or what have you. So if you want to just let people know who you are and what you do real quick. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Louise Hazel. I'm a British Olympian, if you couldn't tell by the accent already. Um, I'm retired now, but I formerly used to compete in the heptathlon, which is seven track and field events. And I'm now the founder and CEO of uh, Slay, which is a gym in Hollywood, which is basically where all of the bad boss women come to train um, and get their slay on. So, mm. yeah, I founded the gym over a year ago now. and We're in COVID, so we're currently closed. And, yeah. yeah, just to, to figure out, navigate what's next for us. Well, thank you for everything you've always done and your revolutionary gym you have there. Um, I'm excited to see just how the future builds from it, COVID or no COVID. Uh, it's obvious it's in your DNA that you're resilient and strong. So thank you for yeah. thank you for everything you're doing. I mean, too bad, too bad we couldn't put coronavirus up to the slate challenge. It might not have stood a chance, you know? Exactly. <laughs> we could have shot that down in a heartbeat. Yeah, everybody, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, some information for y'all to follow in there. But uh yeah. uh the slay gym at the slay gym, you can follow that. You can follow uh at slay challenge. All these yeah. workouts uh, and wellness initiatives from Louise is is uh, women forward and and definitely like creative and out of the box. Um, but in all in all in in all seriousness, so many th- so many things seem to pour out of your gym beyond results like love, inspiration, community, and a whole lot of fun. What have you been missing like down to your soul since the gym has had to close? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like actual physical contact with people. And up until this week, so this is the first week, I'll quickly take you through our kind of evolution over the past few um, weeks. So obviously we're very much an in-person gym. Um, I'll just show you very, very quickly. This is our downstairs area. And then I'm just upstairs. So we're very small. We've got like 1,500 square feet here. And so um, it's pretty much one trainer, one client on the floor at any, any one time. So there's four of us maximum in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's a small space, 
very intimate, um, which is why our clients have been attracted to coming here. Lots of people who are high profile or wouldn't necessarily want to be interrupted whilst they're on the treadmill at Equinox with somebody pitching them a movie or wanting them to take part in a project or saying that they've seen them in this show. Um, find that we're that safe space that they can come to. And so it's very important for me that um, I created a space that was, like you say, female forward, like less intimidating, but also completely secret. We're very much like underground. Those who don't know and those who don't will get to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of COVID, in January, in fact, I was looking at ways in which we could take the training that I develop in here out to the, the wider world. So we created... Um, the Slay Challenge, which is our online app, and it basically means you can get training at home, literally just you know to your mobile device. Um, and then COVID hit, so along with one of my clients, Sophia Bush, we decided that we had the ability to offer something very special to people for free who were finding themselves all of a sudden out of work, out of gyms but still wanting to stay fit, keep their minds, bodies, physically and everything in check. So we developed, oh, I sat down over the course of that week and absolutely smashed my way through um, programming a 21-day free challenge, which was called Stay at Home. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. hugely successful. Prior to that, we had 100 women slaying online. Mm. And we had an uptake of 1,200 women. So all of a sudden, people were slaying from all over the world. It basically, mm. made, it, you know, it, it gave people an insight to, to what we do and, and how we're very much female-owned and governed. And yeah. it's very interesting because a lot of the apps that are out there still in the market and a lot of the ones that are very prevalent are still owned by, you know, the CEO is still a guy. And the young woman fronting it will be the girlfriend and she will be a paid fitness influencer. Mm. And it was very important to me with my knowledge and skill set to make sure that the ownership is in our hands. And mm. I, by our, I mean as a community. So the Slay Challenge and the app has enabled me to reach out to hundreds of women worldwide. We currently have um, around about 200 slaying on our app at the moment and engaging with one another on a daily basis from Australia, India, like Canada, like uh, Croatia, Slovenia, and basically encouraging one another as they go through this 21-day challenge um, Mm. together, which has been just amazing. So we literally, this week, we had our Zoom calls with the girls to check in, see how they're getting on. And it's just been really positive to see their evolution through this very, very difficult, challenging time Mm. and how, despite all of the odds, they've managed to kind of stay on track with their fitness goals. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're there every single day. Sometimes they fall off, but they're very open about it. Mm-hmm. And they jump back on. And so, you know, it's a very healthy uh, community that we've established. I'm very proud of the girls. Very, yeah. You know, sometimes you share uh, texts and messages from folks doing slate challenges. And it, it seems like you've made it a very beautiful space um, for vulnerability when, you know, because none of us are perfect. and you're, you know, we're aspiring to do these things and, at, you know, you're the leader, your journey to even launching it obviously wasn't a seamless, perfect journey. And um, it seems like, um, can you talk about, because this this is a beautiful Black excellence dream you've launched. Um, can you talk about how the creative and uh, thoughtful women that you're close to 
have shown one another support in this challenging time? Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, if we talk about, I'll talk about a couple of things in my mind. I'm going to try and log them in order. You know, there were so many hoops that I had to jump through in order to get this gym built. I would hit up P. Diddy. I would email him. I would reach out to his team. I wouldn't receive an email. You know, I have friends over, you know, in various kind of black excellence camps, you know, our, our male leaders in the industry, in music, in entertainment, in sport. And I'd knock on those doors. I'd go to Beyonce's. I went to Beyonce's company two years ago. I sat in the room with um, her senior executives at her company. Again, you knock on these doors, even as an Olympian, and people are just not ready to hear it. Because, and what I realized was at that point in time was their focus in life and their purpose is not fitness. It's, that's my focus. That's my purpose. My purpose is to, to be able to bring a program to women that allows them to train sustainably. That's not Beyonce's job. She brings us amazing music. That's not Diddy's job. She brings us Ciroc. You know what I mean? Plus, it gets us jamming and gets us partying. So it was very important to me that I owned my own journey. I'm like, oh, you know what? I thought that my, my gift to the world would be track and field. It's not. It's the fact that I have this amazing ability and foresight to plan and pre-plan and um, periodize women's training, which is a really unique skill. But like you said, it's enabled women in this gym um, to cross-pollinate. So I have producers in here that meet writers that have, you know, want to work together on similar projects or, you know, have met. But like, uh, and then I'll have like the um, camera lady from Insecure and then I'll have the stylist from Insecure and then I'll have like, you know, it's, it's such an amazing, amazing community whereby there's such beautiful like cross-pollination. So when you see one client, come in and they'll be like warming up on the bike and the other one's getting stretched out like hey girl good luck yeah beasted me there's like this commonality that's being shared Mm -hmm. which is this journey of self-improvement and this idea that we everybody walks into the gym and very you know we're we're um high achievers high level performers but we're still striving for more and we still want to improve our health our life our fitness Mm -hmm. and so we're very humble coming mm-hmm. very humble. Everybody realizes that it doesn't matter where you come at, where you're like, whether you're the biggest writer in town, whether you're the biggest director in town, the reality of it is squats still hurt. Like, you know, mini band exercises still hurt. They crush everybody in the same way. And so there's this kind of like um, resounding like humility of, oh my gosh, how many more reps is she going to give me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's and and, and in, you're in many respects an expert on customization, because because the way you train, the way you plan and build for your future, and create these these modes of training programs uh, that reach all over the world. How um, so? With that like inherent customization ability and and skill within you, how how has that helped you personally adapt to this pandemic weird mess we're in? customization it's more innovation so like I just don't stop Mm -hmm. so I will literally you know go to bed and I know when I know when an idea is coming because it will be nagging in the back of my head it will be there and I'll be like you need to go and meditate we need to go for a walk 
because I know that, and it's really fun, I just know that God is trying to put something in my brain that I have to go out and create. And in order for that thing to come to the front of my mind and be clear, I have to first be clear myself. And so I'll take myself off for a walk. And I remember last week I was like, there's something coming, but I don't know what it is. And I went for a little hike, a good, like, you know, couple of hours, came back. I normally have the answer. Mm. And then I was like, okay, it's not there. I'll go to sleep. I woke up in the morning and I was like, boom. If I can't bring people to the sleigh gym right now, I can take the sleigh gym to them, which is why we came up with our sleigh boxes. So I don't know whether you've seen them online, but we now have this beautiful, um, thanks to a, be- a great friend of mine, Ben, who literally handcrafted this box in like a day and a half. We now have these wooden boxes that we can put dumbbells and kettlebells in and send out to our clients prior to their online workouts. Because I'm not being funny, I'm going to be really honest. Um, tuning into Naomi Campbell's workouts every day are just boring me. Like, it's, there's only so much you can do when it comes to exercise, life. And I want people to understand that it's time. We've been in COVID now for eight weeks. And it's time. And, there's, and body weight is amazing. Body weight and workouts, if you've managed to do them out running, it's better than doing nothing. But it's time to now start excelling. Mm. Because simply if you're doing the same workouts you were doing when you went into week one of COVID, then you're just at a plateau. You're just maintaining you're just going around in a circle and who wants to do that for the rest of their life the whole point is that we climb and that we grow and we get up the tree mm-hmm. and so um you know i've been trying to figure out innovative ways to bring equipment to people whether it be slider discs or mini bands and and we're now trying to look at things that are a little bit more sustainable because mm-hmm. we don't know how we're going to be in this for yeah. you know, states have opened yeah but not the gyms I want to go to. Right? Exactly. It's like, who wants to rush back into a gym? You know, my gym in, in Hollywood had, not this gym, but the one that I, I go and train at the social, you know, 200 people on the floor. Who wants to do that right now? Mm. And everybody, you know, everybody out there, don't act like you're not shopping online more than you ever have. So instead of popping into Target to get a couple of dumbbells, in a couple of bands, go to the Slay Gym, uh, Slay Athletic, wherever it might be, and find this box if they're still available and while they're available, and order you up some of these uh, these items that come in this box. Support female business. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Like, it, and it's it, it's actually every little crafted thing is because it's because you love this and because you. You know your your journey of of persevering and and and, and transitioning, right? Because life is about transition from Olympian to to uh, leader in this in this very innovative field. Because you choose to see it, I mean, you choose to make it innovative because of who you are. Um, I wonder, um, um, and we'll we'll get going here because you know we could go for a million years. But I wonder if uh, what what is you know. What what has anything been just scary for you? Because this is your dream, and it's gonna grow, and it's only a year and a half in. Has anything been scaring you lately? Everything's scary. Um, do you know what? One thing I really wanted to uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. But this is my friend Eddie Kaveggi. just about to walk through the door. Eddie Kaveggi is a star of like startup. Um, one sec. Let me just let him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know how my camera got reversed, but whatever. So, yeah, so I was basically talking last week about the idea of, like, three uh, points on a spectrum. You've got fragile, you've got resilient, and you've got anti-fragile. Fragile is that thing that breaks mentally, physically, the thing that breaks down when a child just thrown at it. Could be your body, could be your mind. Then you've got resilient, like, you know, your ability to withstand that pressure, withstand that force. And then you've got the anti-fragile. And that's a person or a thing that basically grows from the challenge that is thrown at it. And so I think I live my life in this kind of anti-fragile place. I don't think I'm, I'm, I know I'm resilient. I know I stand, you know, challenge and pressure. I think that's kind of like just goes with the territory of being an Olympian. Mm. But what seems to happen in my life is when there's a challenge or whether there's, whether it be financial, mental, or physical, there's this like leveling up that happens. And it's not that I meet that challenge where it's at. I meet that challenge, the level up. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's <laughs> innovate. That's where the innovation um, um, comes from because it's, it's not just like, oh, let me just solve this problem. I don't mm. want to just solve the problem. I want to smack the problem mm-hmm. out of the park. Mm-hmm. I want to demolish the problem. Mm, yeah, that's um, that's very helpful for folks to think about those three things in that way. So, you know, this is saved, y'all, and it's going to be on the podcast. So you, you, ha- you have to subscribe to the Slay podcast as well um, because... Whether we're in any given phase of our podcast, uh, Lou has episodes that are worth listening to. And and if you have a short attention span, they're perfect for that, too, because uh, these are just they're short, sweet, but meaningful. And there are, there are some nuggets in it that you can like carry on in your daily practices. So yeah. follow the Slate podcast, subscribe to that. And then I'm just wondering um, what? Why don't we leave with this? Uh, is there, you know, completely open-ended um, as, yeah. as everything is. Is there anything you want um, women entrepreneurs to know? Um, ownership. I think one of the things that changed for me um, from being a person that works in television to being a person that works in television and owns their own gym was the idea that um, if I were to make a mark on this world, that I needed some sort of ownership. And um, that starts with ownership of my brand in terms of trademarking. That, uh, you know, leads to ownership in terms of this space, the equipment that I own, in terms of the percentage of this space that I'm willing to give up to an investor to enable me to own it. Um, and it's about taking, first of all, ownership of your dreams and then understanding that if you don't own the thing that it is you're building, somebody else will come and take it from you. As simple as that. It's like no one can take it from you once you own it, whether it's land. Like I don't know how many tenths of the law possession is these days, but the key is first owning it within you and then owning it physically. Mm. And so figuring out the bits in between is, is like, you know, I mean, that's homework, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But once you switch your mind to ownership, this is my idea, this is my creation, 
um, but understanding that sometimes you have to give a little bit of ownership up in mm. order to have a bigger slice of the bigger pie, then mm. um, then you'll be you'll start to be on your way, especially if you're kind of a new aspiring um, um, entrepreneur. Yeah. That's beautiful. And and I love what you said about ownership of your dream because a lot of people equate wealth with uh financial and dollar amounts. But there there's a wealth to, to dreams too. Just like there's a poverty of dreaming, which is why like there's a poverty of dreaming in black communities because of the systematic oppression. So we need to build up that wealth of our dreams as well. And have that ownership. So that's that's very beautiful to think of that. By the way, someone said they're looking forward to a slay gym in the UK one day. Um, Maybe. So I mean, a couple of like you know investor types have reached out because like the one thing I'd say about the UK is there's a lack of culture and a huge lack of diversity. Real talk. That's why I'm here. Um, one thing I wanted to remind people of is. Um, one of my clients said to me, she was dreaming one night mm. and she's an artist and she was walking around the gallery looking at all of the pictures on the wall and her artwork was amazing, like stunning, things she'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. When she woke up, she realised that that artwork was hers because she imagined it. Mm. And so it's like, when we talk about dreams... Dreams is, is your imagination. That whole thing, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Because you've already created it up here. It's about then, you know, creating it in the world around you. Mm. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for that. I uh, really pre- appreciate you taking this time to join us. I hope that uh, you get to see, uh, however it works out, I hope these hugs start coming your way in the safest possible way um, when it's all. You know, when it's all safe and good to go. And and, virtual run right now. Yeah, yeah. Big old hug. And, um, you know, one day, you know, we're keeping them short online because our traditional interviews, uh, we can get personal and professional and the whole gamut in an hour, hour and a half. So hopefully we can catch you in L.A. when we're back there doing this stuff um, in the future. Yeah. And uh, everybody, remember, follow the Slay Gym. Um and pay attention, set those notifica- post notifications for the Slate Gym. And you can uh, catch this uh, conversation on IGTV Live and if you subscribe to Weapon of Choice Podcast. So thank you, Lou. Um, Have an amazing day, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you around. Pleasure. Speak to you soon. All right. Bye.